indemnity from the original plot As though their integrity could still be intact But what is the likelihood of that When if you trace the source of each resource they've got They're tapped into the veins of the masses The system maintains Feeding on their usefulness and draining from their brains And then the weak ones are rejected Armed and turned toward the strife They return with force and take away their life But make no mistake There is life in abundance for all to partake So war is redundant and hate is futile This physical plane Nothing can restrain the law You just have to claim the law Yes, I remember The censorship of showing your roots Deception with no lie Conditioning for the youth Straightening their follicles while twisting their minds Replacing all traditions with their programs for decline But as I rebel, my Nazi swells defiant of the taming My natural advantage I'm proclaiming These spirals map the course of life and represent the force of life Connected to the source of life So make no mistake, if it's life in abundance for all to partake So war is redundant and hate is futile physical plane, nothing can restrain the love, you just have to claim it, you just have to claim it, you just have to claim the love.
Joyous, joyful exaltations to those who liberate themselves. Welcome to Women Wednesday. I'm your host, Maria Matane, and I'm so grateful that you chose to be here this evening. I want to say a special shout-out to all the ones in the world that are tuning in. I was very humbled when I was looking at the stats on the various platforms that the show is being broadcast on. And, you know, the top country, of course, is the United States, but we also have people in Australia listening, in the United Kingdom, in Sweden, in Canada, in the Russian Federation, in Lebanon, South Africa, and Chile. You know, there's people in California, Mountain View, and Newport Beach, and Mattapan, Massachusetts, and Camden, New Jersey, and Seattle, Washington, and Sorrento, Florida. Bless up to all the souls in Orlando and San Antonio and and, in the Bronx and Brooklyn, Philadelphia, and Nostjo, Sweden, and Scarborough, um, Canada, and Bolcom Hills, Australia, Tampa, Florida, Boston, Washington, D.C., Silver Spring, Maryland, Pretoria, South Africa, Blessings, Antioch, California, Silver City, New Mexico, Marietta, Georgia, Sweden, Alanga, Sweden, Federal Way, Washington, Melbourne, Australia. Blessings to all the souls, Mount Shasta, California. Blessings, wholeness, oneness. I send the spirit of love. I'm so grateful and thankful that this message is resonating. And one's a coalescing in the spiritual realm. I feel comforted, uplifted. I feel at peace. It's not in vain. Good. As I walk on this journey, as I trod, I'm walking by faith, not by sight. And it just feels good to know that there are ones walking with me and that we're walking together. In Jesus' name, 
in Yeshua's name. Amen. And amen. Now, tonight's theme is how to increase spiritual discernment, energy, ESP, extrasensory perception, part two. Now, we're going to start off with the praise up. We're going to praise to get clarification and understanding of what the Most High wants us to see within his word as we delve deeper. And so why is biblical discernment, what is it, and why is it important? Its simplest definition, discernment is nothing more than the ability to decide between truth and error, right and wrong. Discernment is the process of making careful distinctions in our thinking about truth. In other words, the ability to think with discernment is synonymous with the ability to think biblically. First Theologians 5, 21 to 22 teaches that it is the responsibility of each of us to be discerning, but examine everything carefully, hold fast to that which is good, abstain from every form of evil. The Apostle John issues a similar warning when he says, do not believe every spirit, but test the spirits to see whether they are from God. Because many false prophets have gone out into the world, 1 John 4.1. According to the New Testament, discernment is not an option for the believer. It's not an option. It's required. The key to living an uncompromising life lies in one's ability to exercise discernment in every area of his or her life. For example, failure to distinguish between truth and error leads a subject to all matter of false teaching. False teaching leads to an unbiblical mindset, which results in unfruitful and disobedient living, a certain recipe for compromise. Okay, and we have to be uncompromising in the will of the Most High. So Proverbs twenty-seven seventeen, iron sharpeth iron. So a man sharpeth the countenance of his friend. First Corinthians fourteen thirty-three, for God is not the author of confusion, but of peace, as in all churches of the saints. Confusion. Behold, I send you forth a sheep in the midst of wolves, but ye therefore wise as serpents and harmless as doves. I send you forth as sheep in the midst of wolves, but you have to be wise as the serpent and as harmless as the doves. And Proverbs chapter 1 is especially telling. The Proverbs of Solomon, the son of David, king of Israel, to know wisdom and instruction, to perceive the words of understanding, to receive the instruction of wisdom, justice, and judgment, to give subtlety to the simple, to the young man knowledge and discretion. A wise man will hear and will increase learning. 
and a man of understanding shall attain unto wise counsels. To understand a proverb and the interpretation, the words of the wise and their dark sayings, the fear of the Lord is the beginning of knowledge. But fools despise wisdom and instruction. My son, hear the instruction of thy father and, thy, and forsake not the law of thy mother. For they shall be an ornament of grace upon thy head and chains about thy neck. My son, if sinners entice thee, consent thou not. If they say, come with us, let us wait for blood, let us lurk privily for the innocent without cause. Let us swallow them up alive as the grave and whole and those that go down into the pit. We shall find all precious substance. We shall fill our houses with spoil. Cast in thy lot among us. Let us all have one purse. My son, walk not thou in the way with them. Refrain thy foot from their path. For their path run to evil. And make haste to shed blood. Surely in vain the net is spread in the sight of any bird. And they lay wait for their own blood. They lurk privy for their own lives. So are the ways of everyone that is greedy of gain. Which taketh away the life of the owners thereof. Wisdom crieth without. She uttered her voice in the streets. She crieth in the chief place of concourse, in the openings of the gates, in the city. She uttered her words, saying, How long, ye simple ones, will ye live simplicity? How long, ye simple ones, will ye love simplicity? And the scorn is delight in their scorning, and fools hate knowledge. Turn you at my reproof. Behold, I will pour out my unto you. I will make known my words unto you, because I have called and you refused. I have stretched out my hand and no man regarded. But ye have set at naught all my counsel, and with none of my reproof, I will also laugh at your calamity. I will mock when your fear cometh. When your fear cometh as desolation and your destruction cometh as a whirlwind, when distress and anguish cometh upon you, then shall they call upon me, but I will not answer. They shall seek me early, but they shall not find me. For that they hated knowledge, for that they hated knowledge, and did not choose the fear of the Lord, they would none of my counsel. They despised all my reproof. Therefore shall they eat of the fruit of their own way and be filled with their own devices. But the turning away of the simple shall slay them, and the prosperity of fools shall destroy them. But whoso hearketh unto me shall dwell safely 
and shall be quiet from fear of evil. And they shall be quiet in the fear from evil. See, we have to be able to recognize the most high in all that we come in contact with. We have to be able to see ourselves and those around us and see the light that shines inside each of them reflected and be able to understand how all of that works together in our in our body in our embodiment of being part of the body of Christ everyone plays a role and we have to call on the powers that we've been endowed with, that we have not recognized, the gifts we have not opened that have been implanted, the seeds that are just looking for us to give it some nourishment and some water and some healing so that they can grow. And we can encompass all of the spiritual capabilities, the supernatural powers that the Most High has promised and shown effective throughout his works in the world within us. We're going to take a music moment. Blessings and grace. Going to do one of our old songs. I don't know about you, but I just want the Lord to endow me again.
love, my peace, my song, my voice. When I sing, I sing with everything that I have, because you're my everything. When bad days came about, you turned them into good days. When my loved ones were going through changes, you picked them up, turned them around, and gave them place on solid ground. I'm grateful. I'm so grateful. You're everything to me. You're everything to me. You're more than I could ever, ever imagine in my life. I'm so glad to know you. I'm so glad to have you in my life. I'm so glad to share you, to let the world know all over that you're everything. You're everything to me and to everyone else, too. We wouldn't be here if it wasn't for you. We wouldn't have what we had if it was not for you. We give you greatness. We give you humble praise. We give you humble praise, Lord, and we thank you, Lord. We ask you, Lord, to keep us so that we always remember that you're everything. Our children know that you're everything. Our friends know that you're everything. That we can announce to the world to know that you're everything. Everything to us. And you're more so everything to me. I'm so grateful you're in my life. Thank you so much for this opportunity to know you. Thank you so much for you being in my life to share. Thank you so much for making yourself present in my life that I might have the opportunity to let the world know that you're everything, everything. Whatever you need, you'll supply because you're everything to us. Thank you, Lord. Grace and blessings. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. You are everything. Sing to me. That was the Clark Sisters singing Endow Me, John 9, Keep Holding On, and Jocelyn Brown, featured by Louis Vega. You are everything. So now back to tonight's theme, how to increase spiritual discernment, reading energy, ESP, extrasensory perception, part two. So what does God say about this? How do we increase it through the word of the Most High? So Luke eleven nine to 10, and I say unto you, ask, and it shall be given you. Seek, and ye shall find. Knock, and it shall be opened unto you. For everyone that asketh receiveth, and he that seeketh findeth, and to him that knocketh it shall be opened. So you have to want it internally, intrinsically, innately. You have to want the discernment and the ability to see the unseen. Matthew 16:3. And in the morning, it will be foul weather today, but the sky is red and lowering. Oh, ye hypocrites, ye can discern the face of the sky. But can you not discern the sign of the times? Understand. You have to be able to discern the sign of the times. Those with foreknowledge and forethought can be foregone, <laughs> far gone, ahead of the calamity, the power endowed by discernment. Isaiah eleven two three. And the spirit of the Lord shall rest upon him, and the spirit of wisdom and understanding, the spirit of counsel and might, the spirit of knowledge, 
and the fear of the Lord and shall make him of quick understanding in the fear of the Lord. And he shall not judge after the sight of his eyes, neither reprove after the hearing of his ears. Because you have to take the whole picture in and see where the Lord resides within it. John fifteen twenty six. But when the Comforter is come, whom I will send unto you from the Father, even the Spirit of truth proceedeth from the Father, he shall testify of me. So the Spirit of truth proceedeth from the Father. So the truth makes itself known for those with eyes to see and ears to hear. John twelve forty eight twelve forty eight. He that rejecteth me and receiveth not my words hath one that judges him. The word that I have spoken, the same shall judge him in the last day. You don't want to be victim of that. You want to take heed. Every day, awake and aware. It's okay to use your brain. <laughs> It'll rest when you sleep. And that's when your spirit will go and visit the Most High and get more information. Hebrews 4.12. For the word of God is quick and powerful and sharper than any two-edged sword, piercing even to the dividing asunder of soul and spirit and of the joints and marrow and is a discerner of the thoughts and intents of the heart. So you can feel it in your bones. You know when somebody's lying. You know when it's real. You know when it's anointed. You know when it's fraudulent. You feel it. You have to open yourself up to those feelings and not be processed and genetically modified. Resist it. <laughs> Resist. Luke twelve fifty seven. Yea. And why even of yourselves judge ye not what is right? Why even of yourselves judge ye what is not what is what is right? You have to check yourself before you wreck yourself. Straight up. You know, there are times when, you know, one's at fault and you have to see it and accept it and, and be humbled by it. And move forth in manifestations that show improved growth and newness and rebirth. And then you can be trusted again. Every day is a new start. But you got to check yourself first. Hosea 4.6 My people are destroyed for lack of knowledge. Because thou hast rejected knowledge, I will also reject thee. That thou shalt not be no priest to me, seeing thou hast forgotten the law of thy God, I will also forget thy children. Unless you accept the Moses' word as truth and accept the connection, the supernatural connection, the metaphysical, existential, physical, physiological Neurological, biological connection. 
with the Most High so that it can be a compass. that place that resides within John 24 judge not according to the appearance but judge righteous judgment the righteous judgment Proverbs 9 2 also that the soul be without knowledge it is not good and he that hasteth with his feet You can't be slow to move You have to act on knowledge It's not good Proverbs 9 too He that hastes That that hastes with his feet Sinneth Once you know better you got to do better Once you know better you do better 1 Corinthians 4 5 Therefore judge nothing Before the time until the Lord come, and both will bring the light to the hidden things of darkness, and will make manifest the counsels of the heart, and then shall every man have praise of God. That is so powerful right there in and of itself, because a lot of times when things spark off in a negative situation, There's a lot of reactions as opposed to responses, right? Like John I was talking about and keep holding on. Don't let let them draw you out. You have to sit back and let them draw themselves out. Then you can see all the players in full fruition as you had time to assess. Then with full understanding, now that all the things come to light out the darkness, then you can respond. And that takes a whole different situation upon the situation. Understand. So 1 Corinthians 4, 5. Therefore judge nothing before the time until the Lord come. Because, see, while the Lord is in you and you're sitting there still, the other ones that don't have the Shekinah glory, they're running around empty vessels are filled with whatever they're filled with. Okay? They're going to act out and move to distract, to make whatever they want to come about, to keep the murmuring going. And then you can see how everything maneuvers. Who will bring to light the hidden things of darkness and will make manifest the counsels of the heart? And then shall every man have praise to God. Because then you can sit back with the other ones that got the most high with them and be like, aren't you glad we waited before we made that decision? Look how that fool acted. Look how that went down. Sometimes it's good to just sit in the cut and see which way it goes before you even make a step. James 1.5, if any of you lack wisdom, let him ask of God that giveth to all men liberally and abradeth not, and it shall be given him. So it's there, it's there for the taking, right? John 15.26, but when the comforter is come, whom will I send unto you from the Father? Even the spirit of truth which proceeds from the Father, he shall testify 
of me. So the situation is going to always have something in it that shows you your inner compass, right, where the Father lies. So how is the Most High moving me in this situation? Zooming out, looking at the situation, all the plays involved. Lift out of three-dimensional thinking. Expand to fourth and fifth and beyond. Your brain is capable. It takes practice, like we spoke of last week. It just takes practice. We could do way, I mean, you know, we built all the great things in the world. We've invented everything that's great. Still in us to do it today. Our minds are capable of it. We have just been programmed to get sleepy when we read, right? If it's too complicated, we tune out. Word sound power, stamina, brain stamina. How much thought can we give for a sustained amount of time for a specific task that you're not being paid for? Stamina of the mind. Within the space and time for sustained thought is where the most high comes into play. Okay, within the space and time of sustained thoughts is where the most high comes into play because the most high resides within you, within us. Be still and know that I am God, right? That moment of sustained discipline of moment-to-moment interaction with spirit of the most high allows for humbleness, confidence, appreciation, patience, and grace to be strengthened and manifested. Okay, Philippians 1, 9 to 10. And this I pray, that your love may abound, yet more and more in knowledge and in all judgment, that ye may approve things that are excellent, that ye may be sincere and without offense till the day of Christ. Okay? The Most High wants us, as well as the time of needed for those who are not in contact with the Most High, within themselves to show themselves, to some degree, if not fully. Proverbs fifteen fourteen, The heart of him that hath understanding seeketh knowledge, but the mouth of fools feedeth on foolishness. Foolishness. Nobody got time for that. 1 Corinthians 10.13 There hath no temptation taken you, but such as is common to man. For God is faithful. Who will not suffer you to be tempted above that ye are able, but will with the temptation also make a way to escape that ye may be able to bear it. So that right there tells you that you're going to always be tempted every way that you walk, every thought that you have has three, four, five, seven roads to it. Every interaction has had so many levels of of implications that can come forward, right? From 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 just a chance, the chance meeting, the chance interacting. And you will not suffer to be tempted above ye that you are able. So every encounter, everything, you're able to deal with it. You're not going to get something that you're not able to get through. 
So see, that's where the calmness comes in now. It's stated. You'll be able to get through everything. Everything. But with all temptation, also make a way to escape. So there's always a door, a back way, a roundabout, or up and through that you can avoid. And that's where the discernment comes in. To be able to see the escape. To be able to see the escape route that the Most High has laid for every path, every thought, every motivation and maneuverization that you can possibly encounter to be able to discern. Also make a way to escape that ye may be able to bear it. That's how you'll be able to bear it all because his presence will be shown in all interactions. But if you're not, you know, praying for discernment and working on it, right, you won't be able to see that way to escape so that you can bear whatever it is you're going through. Now, as far as ESP, to me, that's very similar to discernment. It's about using your supernatural abilities. You know, people may think about, you know, clairvoyance and, you know, um, telepathy and all these different things. They're not just things. They're realities. You know, so we all have these realities within us. They're just dormant, and we haven't been told how to tap into them. You know, if we were all taught as children... It'd be a much different world, you know, of what we were able to create and um, live in this world. And so I looked up um, the secret of developing extrasensory perception as a way of also, you know, tapping into your ability to discern because, you'll, because you need to be able to discern energies, you know, frequencies, surroundings, environments. You know, um, certain areas have different energies and different kinds of people reside there. And um, they have certain mindsets and you can tap into what is the local, you know, viewpoint because there are some places where there is a local thing. And then there's places where the people are just, you know, more free and accepting and independent thinkers, you know. So you need to be able to know where you're at within, you know, a short amount of time so that you can assess what the Most High wants you to do in a situation and where their way of escape is in case it is not a good situation for you to be in, you know? And so um, the term ESP simply implies the ability to perceive sensations that are normally not perceptible to the physical senses, right? You need to keep in mind that our senses already block out over 90% of the sensory input that we should receive during the day. Now, this is an article by Ken Andes um, on yin-shing.com, and it's the secret for developing extrasensory perception. So what exactly is it that, that's suppressing your ability to perceive sensations on a metaphysical beyond physical level? What is keeping you from perceiving 
that which exists on the energetic plane that is a noisy state of being. A noisy state of being is where your mind, your, in, your um, internal dialogue won't shut up and is constantly thinking extraneous thoughts. How can you hear the whisper of the metaphysical, which I interpret as the most high, when the volume in your head is definitely, definitely loud? You know, a noisy state of being is where your body is full of tension, stiffness, and discomfort. How can you feel the delicate pulse of the formless universal when you are too preoccupied with the rigidity of your physical form? A noisy state of being is where your emotions are constantly pulled and pushed by what you judge to be right or wrong in this world, which, by the way, never has any grounding in objective reality, you know, the grounding is in the most high. That's where the grounding lies. You know, so it's only when your entire being reaches a state of quiet stillness that you will begin to naturally and effortlessly manifest ESP. And ESP must be manifested from a state of naturalness and effortlessness. Otherwise, it will be contrived and artificial, devoid of any real substance. The development of real ESP has nothing to do with learning new skills because you already have the ability. You were born with it, and it could never truly leave you. The, the development of real ESP has everything to do with stripping away the burdens of mental noise, physical tension, and attachment to desires. The most effective tool that he's found to achieve these goals is the correct practice of meditation with attention paid to the three centers of being. The three centers of being are spirit, which is proper breathing, body, proper posture, and mind, proper focus. But it is not enough to dwell in stillness for a few minutes a day when meditating only to go back into madness outside of your meditation space. So the principles of stillness and meditation must flow into your everyday life and become a part of you. You must be you must be vigilant. You must pay attention. Pay attention. There again is the mantra of your energy healer. Being awake and aware. You must pay constant attention to the state of your mind, body and spirit throughout your whole life. You cannot pay attention when you are always absorbed in your own drama. You must let go of that because it has never served you in, in any way. And just as a seed will eventually blossom into a flower, so will your being eventually come to a state of constant and effortless stillness. With this stillness, you will live your life as you did before, yet from a foundation of, of um, detachment, contentment, relaxation, and mental silence, no more noise, no more excess tension, no more emotional slavery to illusion. It is at a point, it is at this point that you become like a body of water that is completely still. You can come to this body of water and drop the smallest pebble. It will cause it to react immediately. This, this is what ESP is. ESP is the result of the transformation of an ocean of turbulent water where even the dropping of a Mack truck will not make a difference. 
to that of completely still waters that are sensitive to the slightest stimuli. When you reach this level through the practice, practice of meditation, you will now have to make an effort to not display ESP. Okay? Colors and sounds will feel different. You will feel a distinct dance in the air around you that you can't put words into. It's like describing light to a man that was born blind. And, yes, seeing auras, hearing thoughts, diagnosing through intuition, clairvoyance, some psychic basic phenomena will become commonplace to you. So go meditate on the most high and ask for discernment and ask for your senses to become aware so that you can see clearly the way that he has made the path for you and design, you know. So how do I develop ESP? So for a start, you can practice anything that helps you to improve your concentration, like, say, meditation techniques, prayer, and connecting with nature can also help you get valid answers about your physical and mental health. All right, spending a few minutes daily listening to your intuitive voice can help you reduce stress and lead a healthy, happier life. You know, it's it's very important to activate your intuition by balancing and grounding your energy. You know, eat, drink, and be rested. Being balanced and grounded is not only a state of mind, but it's a complete state of being. You know, it goes without saying that in order to be in a clear, calm, balanced, and grounded state, you will need to be well-rested, well-fed, and be sure to get plenty of nice, good, deep sleep. You know, a nutritious, healthy, clean diet. Energy flows more fluidity when you're hydrated, so be sure to drink plenty of water. Get your exercise. Avoid dissonant energy, okay? Avoid the dissonant ones. Avoid them. Your intuition is really adversely affected by dissonant energy, that means that in order to activate it, you have to avoid things that make you feel bad. Stay away from dark, angry, gossipy, negative people. Don't watch those bad news and horror shows and movies. Avoid places that are not good for your vibration. Because now you understand that it's sacred. And you got to protect it. And make it pure and clean for the most high. And just notice if your energy goes up or goes down when you enter or in certain environments. Now, don't be over-righteous and don't be over-wicked, but you have to find your balance, right? Spend time in nature. You know, we are all guests on the gracious planet Earth. The energy of the Earth is very healing to the human vibration. And it makes sense that too much time in loud, noisy, polluted cities can harm your intuition. So try to go to nature, sit under the trees, listen to the leaves blowing the wind, look at the ocean, a river, a lake. Notice how you feel and how your body feels when you're away from the noise of everyday life. Spending time in nature really helps activate your intuition as it aligns your body with the healthy earth energy. And focus on your feet. You know when you're unbalanced, when you feel off, when you begin to think that you're just a mind that thinks and thinks and thinks without a body attached to it, ungrounded people aren't even technically connected to their bodies. 
You know, the more you remind yourself you have a body, the more you call your spirit home. And your spirit will help to activate your intuition. And as your spirit is technically the purely energetic version of yourself, the essence of who you are, you know? So on, one of the ways is to, like, stomp your feet, wiggle, wiggle your toes, move your hands and fingers, you know? Look at your eyes in the mirrors. You know, get inside yourself. A state of being to activate your intuition. Intuition doesn't work very well when you're in a state of fear and worry or stress. But I just told you that the most I said is always a way of escape. Everything you everything you encounter you'll be able to bear. Because there's a way of escape put there for you. You just have to be able to discern to see it. All right, so you have to, you know, it works best when you're calm, centered, balanced, grounded, and in the present moment. Spend time noticing what's going on around you. Pay attention to details in the room you're in and notice what people are really doing and saying. This will keep you very aware and alert. Then when you work to activate your intuition, your discernment, you'll be, you'll be at a very easy place to notice things and easily be able to pay attention because now it's a habit. It's just part of who you are. And to act upon the guidance that you receive, you know, that's the main thing is to act upon the guidance that you receive. You know, like we said, like, um, like I saw earlier, you know, when you know better, you do better. You get the guidance, and then you know what you're supposed to do because the Most High has made itself present. You see who's carrying the spirit, who's not. You can see the anointing and where it's lacking. You can make your decisions based on solid ground. You know, the most important thing. So we're going to take a music moment. And this is Rima, Crowns Upon Your Head.
Jump High. Jump Higher. That was Jump So High by Lion Babe and Divinity. I'm the best. And Rima, crowns upon your head. Overstand. We're going to go forward into the go and gnosis and see what's happening out here in the current events. This is your news infused with consciousness. So right now, there's some horrible actions taking place. A gunman opened fire at a pool party at a San Diego apartment complex on Sunday, killing one woman and injuring six six others before police shot and killed him. Peter Sellers, 49, apparently targeted black people at the La Jolla Crossroads Apartments swimming pool around 6 p.m. Police are characterizing the mass shooting as a possible hate crime. Sellers is white, and at least six of the victims are black. Police Chief Shelley Zimmerman said that eight people in total were shot, including the gunmen. Some of the injured are listed in critical condition at a local hospital. One man fractured his arm trying to escape the shooting. So Sellers was a car mechanic, held a beer in one hand, while spraying the pool area with bullets. He paused to reload his semi-automatic weapon. He reportedly warned witnesses, you can either leave or you can stay here and die. Witnesses said the shooter, who seemed calm, targeted only black people at the pool. Sellers had financial problems, according to court records obtained by Heavy.com, and was twice divorced with minor children. He said he played video games and, you know, he messed with firecrackers. And this is horrible. God bless the woman who was killed and her family and all the other playing at a pool party. This was apparently an upper-middle-class neighborhood apartment complex. It doesn't matter whether it was upper, lower, middle. It's just horrible that no one nowhere has peace of mind with that kind of instance of, of, of graphic disgustingness happening. We have to really put our positive energy into the atmosphere at most fear. Overstand. It's an illusion, an ill you shun. We have to break free of this atmosphere of fear because most people are living in it. And these kind of instances, you know, it was in that movie. Um, I think it was, it was with Sam Jackson and the Cowboys. What movie was that? Was it was it was um, the the Hateful Eight? And the white man said, "White man ain't safe unless niggas are scared." I never forgot that. You know. So whenever I see these instances of mass, you know, killings and shootings, I feel like it's like a check to make sure that we're in a state of constant trauma, you know, so that it it just can't, it's just so heavy and so much emotionally draining. And that's where the, and that's where the spirit of the most high comes in. We can't let it suck out our spirit. To pray to defeat it, we have to do acts to defeat it. We have to use all the counterproductive measures we have within the body of, of, of Christ that can move this whole energetics to another level. We have to rise up within ourselves and find a center point and meditate and make it real. 
you know. Now, over here on Reuters, UK.Reuters.com, the UK says that they can no longer rely on U.S. leadership over the Middle East, which I find is very interesting. So Britain can no longer rely on U.S. leadership in Middle East policy and must work more closely with Europe to ensure the Iran nuclear deal stays in place, among other policies. A committee of lawmakers said in a report on Tuesday, the deal between Iran and six major power restricts Tehran's nuclear program in exchange for lifting of international oil and financial sanctions. So during his U.S. presidential campaign, Donald Trump called the agreement the worst deal ever negotiated, and his administration has launched a review of whether lifting sanctions is in the United States national security interest. So we can no longer assume America will set the tone for the West relationship with the Middle East, said David Howell, chairman of the British Parliament's House of Lords International Relations Committee. In its report, the committee cited in particular Trump's approach to Iran and the Arab-Israeli conflict. The new U.S. administration has the potential to destabilize further the region. That sentence right there on the international front of how we're looked at right now and the and the whole fertility. You know, I didn't even want to talk about it like the last two weeks because it's just ridiculous that this that this is the presidency and this is what we're living with. <laughs> but you can't be in denial but for so long. You know, you have to come out of the happy place and into the madness like that other article said, right? So this new U.S. administration has the potential to destabilize further the region. The U.S. president has taken positions that are unconstructive and could even escalate conflict, it said. It is said, it said it was not an option for Britain to reduce its engagement in the region as exports to the Middle East are worth more than to China and India combined and investment into the UK from the region was extremely significant. So, you know, of course it goes back to the money. And so they feel like the U.S. is messing up the money and they're not going on with that. And, they, you know, and these people, you know, they can't take all this talk and all this emotionalism, the Victorian way is to hide your emotions and, you know, to just act, you know, conspicuously and, you know, do your thing. And we have this trumpet sounding abroad, just shaking everybody up and, you know, making claims and, you know, not substantiating. But some things are, but some things aren't. I mean, this whole international thing, I think we need to just step back from everybody personally and and just deal with America, you know, and what America has to deal with. And so... Um, over on news.com AU, Australian men held in detention center after overstaying visa by a single hour. Now, this happened in the United States. In Australia, speaking about my Australian listeners, I understand. An Australian man is being held in a detention center in the United States after being arrested his visa by a single hour. Cabrera man, Baxter Reed, 26, and his American girlfriend, Heather Kansko was attempting to leave and re-enter the U.S. via Canada on April, 23rd, on April 23rd to fulfill the requirements of his five-year U.S. visa. 
But because a former Australian Army worker was delayed by hours of questioning by the Canadian Border Authority, he stayed less than two hours too long in the U.S., prompting his arrest. So this whole new Trump immigration thing, they are not playing, not even a slight, tiny bit. If you overstay by two hours, you arrested. <laughs> this is real. So Mr. Reed is currently being held in Buffalo Federal Detention Center and could be jailed for six months until this case is heard by a judge. So this goes for all nationalities, races, whatever from other countries. You cannot play. You have to get there extra early. You have to give it time for the for you know for the BS to for the for the people to talk to you. Because the Canadian border authorities delayed him for hours of questioning. His girlfriend has set up a GoFundMe campaign to raise money to cover Mr. Reed's legal course. Mr. Congsco said that in order to keep his visa valid, Mr. Reed had to exit and re-enter every six months. So on April 23rd, the couple drove to the, to, the, to the Canadian border in upstate New York before his visa was due to expire at midnight. So he played around like, oh, I got a day. We could just get there and just come right back through. It's not like that anymore. You got to do this like a couple of days before. <laughs> get a hotel and then come back through, okay? But as they approached the border, Mr. Consco said the Canadian border officials began to give the couple a bit of a hard time. They spent hours asking us remedial questions and giving us the runaround with hours of dead time in between. After wasting over four hours there, the Canadian authorities sent us to the U.S. Border Patrol because they refused to let Baxter through. The U.S. Border Patrol ended up taking Baxter anyway because after waiting for hours with the Canadians, he technically, see, they on some technically stuff. He technically violated his visa requirements and was, and was illegally in the U.S. for a single hour. He was illegally in the U.S. for a single hour and will now be in prison up to six months. Mr. Consco said the border police then arrested Mr. Reed and took him to prison. This is a man who has no prior incidents with the law, not in the U.S. or his native Australia. Now, because of bureaucracy and unwillingness to listen to him, he is being charged as a felon under random immigration laws. This is going to make a criminal out of an innocent man. The couple's families are raising money to hire an immigration lawyer. The GoFundMe campaign has raised more than 3200 toward its goal of 8000 So that's, a, that's by a single hour, people, one hour. Time is of the essence. You can't play. When you know better, you do better. If, you know, you're coming back and through to do your requirements, you have to go a day before or something. You cannot wait to the last minute. And on edition.cnn.com, the U.S. Department of Ish- the U.S. Department issues a travel alert for Europe, and the U.S. Department has issued a travel alert for its citizens going to Europe, citing the continued threat of terror attacks. So while local governments continue counterterrorism operations, the department nevertheless remains concerned about the potential future of terrorist attacks. So U.S. citizens should always be alert to the possibility. And um, so once traveling around the world, just know that the, the, that the U.S. frowns upon going over there. Um, also on Reuters, 
Infosys plans to hire 10,000 U.S. workers after Trump targets outsourcing firms. Now, this is the part that I do kind of agree with, whereas there were so many jobs being outsourced, especially with these customer service. You know, when you call, there's someone with a very deep accent, someone you can barely understand. I don't mind if it's a person of a different ethnicity. I just like to be able to understand what the person that I'm talking to is saying and that they can understand me. And so um, the India-based IT firm Infosys plans to hire 10,000 U.S. workers in the next two years and open four technology centers in the United States, starting with the center this August in Indiana, the home state of Vice President Mike Pence. So this move comes at emphasis in some of its Indian peers, such as Tata Consulting Services and We're Pro Limited, have become political targets in the in the United States and have been accused of displacing U.S. worker jobs by flying in foreigners to temp, on temporary visas to service U.S. clients. So the IT firms, which advise large companies on tech issues and carry out a range of tasks for them, from managing back-end communication computing systems to high-level programming, they rely heavily on the H-1B visa program, which the U.S. President Donald Trump told federal agents to review. So other Indian outsourcing firms have recruited in the United States, but Infosys is the first to give concrete hiring numbers and a timeline for its plan following Trump's visa review. So I just hope that, you know, most more people that, you know, are here in, in our country, in America, are able to get jobs, you know, that's the main thing, is being able to support one's family and fulfill whatever it is that's in them that they worked for, got certified in, trained for, dreamed about, you know, sacrificed to become, that there's a place for them, you know, to be able to move forward in that. And on cbsnews.com, there is an African-American young woman, an Indiana teen, graduating from college before getting her high school diploma. Overstand. This is what I'm talking about. Thinking outside the box. Forget the maze. Go around it, okay? In Gary, Indiana, 18-year-old Raven Osborne is about to get her college degree. I graduate from college on May 5th, she told CBS News. But when does she graduate from high school? May 22nd. Yes, it's true. Raven gets her college degree two weeks before her high school diploma. When people hear that, they're going, what? How does she do that? Yeah, they think I'm lying, Raven said. She did it through online classes year-round community college and two years at Purdue University Northwest. Her semester-long college courses counted as, as a full year of high school credit. I spoke about that with my son. We took a route similar to that, but she outdid what he did, you know, because um, I just figured this out. Okay, so... One year, because community colleges do not have an age requirement. So one year of community college English is equal to four years of high school English over stand. And so um, sophomore, that was the most work. I had five high school classes, four college classes. Raven attends the 21st Century Charter High School in Gary, Indiana. The school is surrounded by dilapidated buildings, a common sight throughout the city, Everyone here is required to take college classes on a college campus in order to graduate. Some just get a few credits. Five of this year's 43 graduates earned associate's degrees. And then there's Raven. Kevin Teasley started the foundation that runs the school. 
He uses state funding for tuition and transportation to nearby campuses. The one line item I want to see go up every single year is how much I'm spending on college. When I when I started, it was ten thousand. Last year, it was eighty five thousand. How much did Raven pay for college? Absolutely nothing, not a dime. And that was the same for my son when he was in that program. Um, there was a grant, you know, to pay for that. So look for these programs at your local community colleges that work with high schools or that they have just at the um, community college level or just go and enroll your child if they're willing and able to do it, okay? This fall, um, she'll be back at 21st Century Charter. Instead of paying for college, the school will be paying her a salary of $38,000 a year to teach. Okay, so she's graduating from the high school and then returning this September as a teacher, at 18. That's fabulous. God bless her and her example. And this is 18-year-old Raven Osborne from Gary, Indiana. And also in the go and know, um, the Essence Festival is coming up. And um, that's going to, the lineup is Diana Ross and Solange and Shaka Khan and India Iree and Jasmine Sullivan Jill Scott, you know, um, lots of great performances, you know, and there's going to be a lot of um, workshops as well. And if you're a vendor, you know, you can also see about, you know, being a part of that. So it's going to be in New Orleans, Louisiana, from June 29th to July 2nd. You know, it's the party with the purpose. And so check out um, Essence.com to see if that's something you'd be interested in with you and your family or you and your friends. And also um, the 15th Annual Run and Shoot Filmworks Martha's Vineyard African American Film Festival. Um, It's August 8th through the 12th, and that's at MVAAFF.com. Again, that's MVAAFF.com, the 15th Annual Run and Shoot Filmworks Martha's Vineyard African American Film Festival from August 8th to the 12th. The summer's finest film festival is now entering its 15th year on Martha's Vineyard. We have promoted and screened many of the most outstanding feature, documentary, and short films produced by and starring African Americans from across the world. So, again, check that out in August. You know, some really um, uplifting things you could do with your time and with your family. And so we're going to take a music moment, and this is John 9, Intentions. Thank you. 
tase ya mpone mwa awodi emwa wosama ya adonidie mebewa medaimu metiasea medaimu dwe dwe damalipatwe I am the earth and water, I am the full moon, I am the first mother, the universal womb. They call me sacred though this is the mother can supreme, the mothership devotes the first terrestrial being. I come from distant planets, and now I have returned. I am the great goddess come to you in human form, mysterious by nature, I hold my magic wand, cast my kairi shells and reason in the dirt I stand on. My power is electric, you feel it in my gaze, I will live on when others perish in the end of days. They call it I mortal. I move through space portals. My body turns to dust. I traded for a better model. I am the shrine keeper, civilization teacher. I am the sun's reflection and the divine receiver. I birthed the last giant. Now call the juggernauts. When I designed the trees, I made the roots from my Nazi locks. I am the fertile ground and I am heaven skies. I'm made of dark matter and full of pure light. I'm just a tiny proton inside the smallest atom. I am a black hole pulling stars inside my chasm. You think you know me, but my name eludes you well. I am your consciousness, and I'm your dream spell. I am but all things, yet I am none at all. Enemies fear me, but mostly they just respect and awe. Something, as we say, I'm compelled by a spiritual force that I cannot resist. Besides me, I share concubines by the shade. Um, which means? Which means a spiritual force that I cannot resist. Blessings and grace. We are back. And so that was John 9 Intention. Ashley DeBost, be you. 
and Sarak, the first mother. And so now we move forward into technology so we can understand what's happening, what they're doing with the next phase. According to TimeLifestyle.net, U.S. researchers eliminate HIV infection in humanized mice. That word right there kind of bugged me out, humanized. How did they humanize the mice? So Washington, U.S. researchers have successfully removed HIV DNA from the genomes of living animals using a gene editing tool, boosting the confidence of scientists to eliminate the AIDS virus infection in humans. In a new study published in the journal Molecular Therapy, research at Temple University and the University of Pittsburgh on Monday reported performing the feat in three different animal models, including a humanized model in which mice were transplanted with human immune cells and infected with the virus. The team is the first to demonstrate that HIV-1 replication, HIV-1 replication can completely be shut down and the virus eliminated from infected cells in animals with the powerful gene editing technology. A powerful gene editing technology. See, that's how they introduce it. Okay, overstand. A powerful gene editing technology known as CRISPR backslash case nine. They want to be like the nine, but they can't. The new work followed the previous proof of concept study it published in 2016, in which the researchers used transgenic rat and mice models with HIV-1 HIV-1 DNA incorporated into the genome of every tissue of their bodies. Those poor animals. So they're going to use the new gene editing tool to eliminate AIDS. Okay, on sciencealert.com, the UK just switched to an ambitious fusion reactor, and it works. So UK's newest fusion reactor, the ST40, was switched on last week and has already managed to achieve first plasma, successfully generating a scorching blob of electrically charged gas or plasma within its core. The aim for the Takamak reactor to heat plasma up to 100 million degrees Celsius, 180 million degrees Fahrenheit by 2018, seven times hotter than the center of the sun. This fusion threshold at which hydrogen atoms can begin to fuse into helium, unleashing limitless clean energy in the process. So today is an important day for fusion energy development in the UK and the world, said David Kingham, the CEO of Takamak Energy, the company behind the ST40. We are unveiling the world's the first world-class controlled fusion device to have been designed, built, and operated by a private venture. The ST40 is a machine that will show fusion temperatures of 100 million degrees are possible in compact, cost-effective reactors. And this will allow fusion power to be achieved in years, not decades. So you have fusion power, and it's supposed to be a cleaner source of energy by emulating the sun. 
So nuclear fusion is the process that fuels our sun. And if we can figure out a way to achieve the same thing here on Earth, it would allow us to tap into an unlimited supply of clean energy that produces next to no carbon emissions. Nuclear fission, which is achieved in today's nuclear reactors, nuclear fission, fusion, involves using atoms together. So fission is, is different from fusion over sand. So where you're not splitting them apart, it requires little more than salt and water and primarily produces helium as a waste product. So as promising as nuclear fusion is, it's something scientists have struggled to achieve. So, you know, it's, they're doing that over in the, in the UK. And so now in, on digitaltrends.com, AI, artificial intelligence, can now duplicate anyone's voice based on just one minute of training. This is on April 28th on digitaltrends.com. AI can now duplicate anyone's voice based on just one minute of training. So it says here, do you remember the cool Mission Impossible tech that lets Tom Cruise character Ethan Hunt mimic the voice of other characters using some nifty speech synthesis technology? Well, Montreal-based startup called Liebird, named after a sound imitating bird, just invented it for real. Okay, so they have developed a new speech synthesis technology which, among other features, allow us to copy the voice of someone with very little data. Okay. Alexandra de, de, de Bresbin, one of the PhD students who developed the deep learning tech behind the project, our experiments show that one, minute, that one minute of audio already contains a lot of DNA. Okay. Our experiments show that one minute of audio already contains a lot of the DNA of the human voice. We are able to learn a new voice with as little data because our model is also able to capture similarities between the new voice and all the voices it already knows. Our model understands the underlying variables that make one voice different from another. Since the tech was shown off this week, DeBrisbane said his team has received dozens of different suggested use cases by email, some containing applications they thought of and others containing ones that they hadn't. Some companies, for example, are interested in letting the users choose to have audiobooks read in the voice of either famous people or family members. The same is true of medical companies, which could allow the voice disabilities to train their synthetic voices to sound like themselves if recorded samples of their speaking voice exist. Another interesting idea is for video game companies to offer the ability for in-game characters to speak with the voice of the human player. There are plenty more exciting opportunities which have led to 10,000 people already signing up to be informed of the forthcoming beta version. We will then add features over time, such as letting different companies design unique voice tailored for their needs, and to and also control the emotion of the voice generation. Okay, they're going to control the emotion of the voice. So they're going to be able to take your voice, put different kinds of emotion on it. Now, this has implications in court, in all kinds of different avenues. And I mean, I mean, like the fraudulency that could just happen because of this technology. In a minute, somebody could just. Take your voice and make a phone call and play it, <laughs> saying what it wants it to say. And so um, 
there's this new, for the extra techies out there that are awake and aware, there's this new innovation called blockchain. Um, I'm not going to go too deep into it today, but it's something you can just look up the word blockchain. And it's taking over in a revolutionary way technology as a whole. And so for those that are interested in it, on May 19th in Brooklyn, um, they're having the Ethereal Summit. The Ethereal is a culture-focused blockchain event that brings innovators in the fields of governance, overstand, governance, impact, sustainability, community building, arts and media together with experts in exponential technologies. Look that up. Exponential technologies. We aim to highlight the technologies and innovators that are ushering in the next generation of the Internet. That's what blockchain is doing. And catalyzing our transition into a decentralized, decentralized world. The day will include art installations, virtual reality experiences, keynote speakers, and panels featuring some of the most prominent names in blockchain and beyond. So some of the um, sponsors are CoSensus, Microsoft, Singular, ZTV, Crunch Fund, Rockwood Management, and Venture One. Futurism is also one of their sponsors. So that's the Ethereal Summit 2017 in Brooklyn um, on May 19th, and the website is etherealsummit.com. Look into blockchain ones. See what's going on. Also on fortune.com, it says that automation jobs will put 10,000 humans to work, says the study. We're going to take a lot of humans to create the kind of artificial intelligence, place truckers, financial analysts, and customer service reps with, with um, robots. So U.S. employers will spend more than $650 million on annual salaries for 10,000 jobs in AI this year, according to a study from Career and Hiring Data, PISA. The two-year-old firm taps itself as the only platform to use AI to deliver personalized job and salary recommendations. And this, what this company has done is just type in, um, they have a calculator, what I found very interesting, where you can see if your job is going to be, be like replaced by a robot. And you put in a job and it tells you. And they're on different sites. So you can type in, will my job be replaced by a robot calculator? And in in your Google search, and you'll see different sites have the exact same calculator. You can type in your position, and you can know exactly what you see with this whole AI invasion and approximately how much time you have and whether you need to get some kind of retraining, recalibrate the whole structure of your dynamic for your household and how y'all got to hustle and make it happen in this new development because it's happening. It's not something to come. It's here. You know, so um, the so they have a list of the top 20 companies investing in AI talent, you know. Um, so, of course, you have Magic Leap, iRobot, Adobe, Oculus, Rocket Fuel, Intel, Facebook, Microsoft, Google, Amazon, 
you know, here, Bay Systems, Rethink Robotics. So there's a lot of jobs out there, but there's also, you know, this transition that's happening. Um, on the HuffingtonPost.com, Atlanta has committed to 100% renewable energy by 2035. So the city becomes the 27th in the U.S. to pledge to go totally green. I think that's great. You know, 100% renewable energy. That is a wonderful thing for the planet. Atlanta lawmakers approved a measure on Monday aimed at powering the city entirely on renewable energy resources, including solar and wind, by 2035. So that means that there will be plenty of jobs in that field, as we spoke of prior podcasts, um, AI and the advent of UBI. The, a resolution introduced by City Council Member Kwanzaa Hall and unanimously approved commits city government to develop a plan for transitioning all of its buildings to clean electricity sources by 2025 and for the entire city to go green a decade later. And so now um, it's making it, AI is also making it very hard to know um, if something's real or fake. So thanks to machine learning, it's become easy to generate realistic video and we and as we spoke of um, just a few moments ago, to impersonate someone's voice. So powerful machine learning techniques, this is on technologyreview.com, powerful machine turning, learning techniques are making it increasingly easy to manipulate or generate realistic video and audio and to impersonate anyone you want with amazing accuracy. A smartphone app called FaceApp released recently by a company based in Russia, can automatically modify someone's face to add a smile, add or subtract years, or swap genders. The app can also apply beautifying effects that include smoothing out wrinkles and more controversially lightening the skin. And last week, a company called Livered, which I just spoke about, which is spun out of the University of Montreal, demonstrated technology that it says can use to be to impersonate another person's voice. So the company posted demonstration clips of Barack Obama, Donald Trump, and Hillary Clinton all endorsing the the technology. So these are just two examples of how the most powerful AI algorithms can be used for generating content rather than simply analyzing data. Powerful graphics, hardware, and software, as well as new video capture technologies are also driving this trend. You know, so... Face app and libraries. You have to be careful out there. I don't know how you could protect it. Oh, those sisters that had the clothing company that was going on during um, during the technology expo. I have to recall their names. And they had the um, and they had the clothing and the jewelry so that you couldn't be picked up on cameras and such over sand. So there is hope out there. There is an escape, right? So Euronews.com says that they now have 3D-printed organs. 3D-printed organs, you know. And so with our 3D bioprinter, we have been able to create new microvascular networks that we can then grow new tissue in very key areas such as the pancreas, liver, and kidney, said Michael Yost. The idea is to eventually create functional 3D-printed self-made organs, eliminating the risk of rejection by the patient's immune system when receiving an organ from a donor. So 
they've gone to the next level with these 3D printed machines and they made um, 3D organs and they have an artificial pancreas and they have a pilot study according to news.virginia.edu, a pilot study among young children with type 1 diabetes found that a University of Virginia developed artificial pancreas helped study participants better control their condition. So the goal of the artificial pancreas is to automatically monitor and regulate blood sugar levels, eliminating the need for people with type 1 diabetes to stick their fingers to check their blood You know, so instead of checking your blood sugar by sticking your finger, we're going to give you a fake pancreas. This is deep. So this was developed at the UVA Center for Diabetes Technology. The platform features a reconfigured smartphone running advanced algorithms that is wirelessly linked to blood sugar monitor and an insulin pump worn by the patient as well as to a remote monitoring site. So the pancreas is also hooked up to a remote monitoring site just so that you don't have to prick your finger. So this is really happening. So they have the 3D printed organs, and they have the artificial pancreas. And so um, next on time.com, yeah, that's where it was located, my mistake. On time.com is where they have the Will the Robot Take My Job calculator. So you can check that out at time.com and tap. You just do a search, and they have Will a Robot Take My Job calculator, and it's by McKinsey and Company. And so now in the mirror.co.uk, they have brick-laying robots set to replace human builders on hundreds of U.K. construction sites. So... The robots are capable of laying six times as many bricks as human builders in a day and never need a tea break. Robots can lay six times as many bricks in a day as human builders and is set to turn the construction industry on its head. New York-based firm Construction Robotics has developed a robot called SAM, short for Semi-Automated Mason. Overstand. Semi-Automated Mason which can lay 3,000 bricks a day. That is significantly more than most human builders who can lay an average of 500 bricks a day. So so this device has already started replacing humans in a handful of sites in America, and Construction Robotics is hoping to introduce the robots in Britain within the next two years. We are going to be over to the U.K. in the coming months to meet with some companies, to see if we can find a home for Sam there, Scott Peters, the company's president, told the Times. While Sam has the ability to pick up bricks, apply mortar, and lay them, the robot needs to be heavily supervised. Human workers still need to set up the robot. Supervised health and safety will assist with laying bricks at difficult angles, as well as clearing up according to construction robotics. However, some of Britain's biggest construction firms have warned that the automation of the industry is likely to result in mass layoffs. You know, five years ago, I would have smiled wryly if someone had said to me that robots would be able to put up buildings in the city of London. 
said Alton Conroth, chairman of the Land Securities at the Institute of Directors annual convention. I tell you, we're not that far off, and that has huge implications. Construction Robotics isn't the only company on working on bricklaying robots. An Australian company named Fast Brick Robotics has also developed a proof of concept for a commercial bricklaying machine called Handrian X. From the computer-aided design of house structure, the Handrian X robotic bricklayer will be able to handle the automatic loading, cutting, and placement of all bricks to build a complete structure. Delivery of the first commercial Handrian X is due later this year. Meanwhile, technology is being developed to protect builders from some of the most dangerous side effects of working on construction sites. So they also, you know, they have a new pair of e-gloves that alert um, um, wearers when they experience vibrations or when they are likely to cause conditions of carpal tunnel. So they have, you know, so they want to not have to um, pay all of this money to people in health insurance and deal with the politics of people. So one has to prepare the, one has to prepare your own path, and what the Most High has has um, set for you, and figure it out with the quickening. You know, and also plore to look into blockchain, and see what the implications of that may have on your field. We're gonna take a music moment and come back with herbnology. This is Black Omolo, more positivity. Okay. 
positivity, more strength in our life. No more pain, Nasha, we negativity. Blessings and grace as we move forward into herbnology. I looked up herbs that are herbs to enhance one's psychic abilities, ones that are helped to tap into that DMT, into that cannabinoid system, you know, and to awaken, you know, your individual specialness that the Most High put here, the nature of the Most High. All right, so some of these herbs are anise. Anise raises vibrations you know, to the highest possible psychic level. And they're good for um, refocusing and bringing about changes in attitude and for dreams and for astral travel, you know. Um, also, bay is a powerful protective and used alone. Like, I know in the Caribbean, they, you know, you have the bay rum and you put, you know, so these are all intrinsic and, and um, natural to who we are. And so um, combined with other herbs, you know, and then cedar is psychic and protective, and um, it, it, it also increases your vibrational frequency. You know, celery boosts your psychic ability by helping you to concentrate and focus more. Eyebright is, you know, helps you to see the unseen. You know, honeysuckle, um, lemongrass, lilac, lotus. You know, mint is good for studying. You know, if you're studying, you might want to burn some mint oil, you know. Or have some mint tea. Um, also, rosemary, we spoke about that as far as the memory, but it's also good for dreams and, um, you know, for helping you to figure out whatever visions you may be having. You know, sandalwood also heightens spiritual vibrations to cleanse, to heal, and protect. You know, um, Solomon leaf, all right, it's supposed to help with your intuition. Okay, these herbs are here. You can't be afraid of what the Most High has seeded in the earth and the different uses for them, you know. So look into the different herbs, anise, lilac, lotus, celery, eyebright, honeysuckle, rosemary, sandalwood, and Solomon leaf to help bring about your instinctual discernment, to help clear the passages, you know, in your neurons and and, and in your organs, help clear the way with the Most High's blessing as you drink it or make it into an oil or to a salve, you know, and let yourself feel what you're supposed to feel from the Most High and take it in and bless it as you take it in. 
That's important as well. So bless it as you take it in. We're going to take a moment, and um, we're going to come back with the metaphysics of the moment. Praise the most high, I won't complain. I have no need to complain. Because I was placed with a purpose and so was you. And the purpose of life. And to fulfill what's needed for this level so that the next level may have even more abundance. And to circumnavigate the planes of the here and now. And the power of the most high and the guidance of the words left forth. As we go into the metaphysics of the moment, I went back into the Nagamati Codex 2, 3, the Gospel of Philip. This is the Gospel of Philip. These are certain sections that I felt dealt with discerning on a deeper level, on a metaphysical level. So seeing, this is what it says about seeing, it is impossible to see anything in the realm it is impossible to see anything in the real realm unless you become it. It is impossible to see anything in the real realm unless you become it. Not so in the world. You see the sun without being the sun. See the sky and the earth that are not them. This is the truth of the world. And the other truth, you are what you see. If you see spirit, you are spirit. If you look at the anointed, you are anointed. If you see the Father, you will be the Father. In this world, you will see everything but yourself, 
But there, you look at yourself and all what you see. Let's see. This next section is called Hidden Parts Are Upright. Hidden Parts Are Upright. As long as they are hidden, most things in the world are upright and live. If they are revealed, they die. As is clear by the example of the visible person, as long as the intestines are hidden, a person is alive. When the intestines are exposed and come out, the person will die. So also with the tree. While its roots is hidden, it sprouts and grows. If its roots is exposed, the tree dries up. So it's with every birth that is in the world, the revealed, but also the hidden. As long as the root of wickedness is hidden, it's powerful. But when it's recognized, see that discernment, when it's recognized, it's dissolved. When it is revealed, it perishes. That is why the word says, even now the axe lies set against the root of the trees. It will not mercifully cut what is cut sprouts again. But the axe penetrates deeply until it brings up the root. Until it brings it up. Wickedness can't stand. Okay? Knowledge of self. Again, this is Philip the Nagamati. Knowledge of self. Should you who possess everything not know yourself? If you do not know yourself, you will not enjoy what you own. But know yourself and what you have to enjoy. Garment of light. The perfect human can neither be restrained nor seen. They see him, they can stop him. So there is no way to grace but to put on the perfect light and become perfect. You have to become the perfected you that you were born to be right there. If they see him, they can stop him. So there is no way to grace but to put on the perfect light and become perfect. And all who put on that garment will enter the kingdom is the perfect light. We must become perfect before leaving this world. Who is rich and is not thrown off will not share in the kingdom, but will go as imperfect into the middle. Only Jesus knows where that will end. So you, you can't be on the middle ground. You got to jump and get on the high ground. You have to. You have to climb within yourself. Spiritual fragrance. Spiritual love is wine and fragrance. Those nearby also enjoy it. From those who are anointed. But if the anointed withdraw and leave, unanointed, who were hanging around, remain in their bad odor. You can't play around with stink. The stench, you smell it, you can't. They only get blessed when your fragrance comes around. 
The Samaritan gave nothing but wine and oil to the wounded. Only the ointment, it healed the wounds, for love covered a multitude of sins. Sowing in season. Those who sow in winter reap in the summer. Seasons and reasons. Those who sow in the winter reap in the summer. Let us sow in the world to reap in the summer. Winter is the world. Summer is the other round. It is wrong to pray in winter. You're supposed to be sowing in winter. Not wishing and hoping. Faith by works manifest in doing what the Most High put in you to do. It is wrong to pray in winter. From winter comes summer. If you reap in winter, you will not reap. You will pull up young plants. The wrong season. No crop is yours. Even on the days of the Sabbath, the field is barren. When it's time to do the work, in the winter, do the work. Then you can harvest. There's rules to this. It just is. And once you know the rules and you start moving within the realm of the rules, that's when it's, that's when it's grace. That's when the grace comes forth. So truth made names. I like the, I like the title of that section. Truth made names. Truth made names in the world, and without them we can't think. Truth is one and as many teaching one thing through many. And that goes back to discernment. Teaching you one thing through that nuance, through that aspect, through that calmness and repose, having the wisdom to respond as opposed to react. Of course, there are times for reactions, but having the wisdom to know when and where and how and why to do so is the trick. So truth made names. And garment of light, garment of light, the rulers do not see you who wear the perfect light, and they cannot seize you. You put on the light in the mystery of union, that union with yourself and the most high that no one else knows about, that personal, intimate relationship that you as a child have with the father, with the mother. That's the mystery that you have to personally take on as a purpose. The rulers do not see you who wear the perfect light, and they cannot seize you. That is so powerful. And to go into the metaphysics of Philip, the meaning of Philip means lover of horses, and Philip was one of the 12 apostles of Jesus Christ, Philip the Evangelist. Two other men by the name was also mentioned in Matthew 14, 3, and Luke 3, 1. So the metaphysical meaning of Philip is the power faculty in man. It functions through the power center of the body at the root of the tongue. Overstand the word sound power at the root of the tongue. Through Philip, the word is charged with power. 
Philip means lover of horses. We gather from this that he represents the faculty in us that through love masters the vital forces. Hence, we identify Philip as power. Philip exercises his power through the spiritual word, which is hourly made manifest in speech, Acts 8, 4 to 8. He represents the power of the home missionary movement. Of the home missionary movement, the personal mission of the most high within your household. And the word made manifest from the foundation of you. From the foundation of you. Power is one branch of the great tree named life in Genesis. The body of the life tree is the spinal cord over which the motor systems with branches to every part of the organism exercises its nervous energy. See, they over here making organs. We got to get the most high in all of our organisms. We, we have to infuse ourselves with the most high as much as possible in these times. In the organs. It exercises the nervous energy. The power center in the throat controls all the, vib- all the vibratory energies of the organism. It is an open door between the formless and the formed world- worlds of vibrations pertaining to the expression of sound. Every word that goes forth receives its specific character from the power faculty. When Jesus said, the words that I have spoken unto you receives its specific character, when, excuse me, when Jesus said, the words that I have spoken unto you are spirit and are life. The words I have spoken unto you are spirit and are life. He meant that through the spoken word, he conveyed an inner spiritual quickening quality that would enter the mind of the recipient and awaken the inactive spirit and life. He conveyed an inner spiritual quickening quality that would enter the mind of the recipient and awaken the inactive spirit and life. When the voice has united with the life of the soul, it takes on a sweetness and depth that one feels and remembers. The voice that lacks this union, pleasing and superficial, that goes back to the discerning. More attractive still is the voice of one who has made union with spirit. And can say with Jesus, heaven and earth shall pass away, but my word shall not pass away. Like Jadon said in her song. That's why we felt it when she sang it. When we understand this power of the word, we have the key to the, per- to the perpetuity of sacred writings. According to tradition, all writings of the Hebrew Bible were destroyed, but they were restored by Esedras, who remembered in his heart and rewrote them. Modern discoveries in the realm of mind explain in a measure this mystical statement. We now, we, we know now that every word that man utters makes an imprint in the astral ethers, and where there is consciousness of God life in the mind of the speaker, his words become living identities and are preserved throughout the ages. Anyone who develops sufficient spiritual power may enter this book of life within the cosmic mind and read out loud its pages. The power and the authority that are to rule the kingdom of heaven are dependent upon man's authority and his rule in the earth. 
Jesus said to Peter, Whatsoever thou shalt bind on earth shall be bound in heaven, and whatsoever thou shalt loose on earth shall be loosed in heaven. If man binds or controls the appetites, passions, and emotions in the body, earth, he establishes an ability and power to control the same forces in the realms universal out of which the heavens are formed. When he attains freedom in the expression of the qualities inherent in soul and body, he expands in power and can set free the elements universal and restore equilibrium between heaven and earth or between spirit and seeming matter. When enough people have attained this power, the new heaven and new earth described in the 21st chapter of Revelations will appear. We each have to do our part. We have to become our best selves, be his best children, glow with the shine that was implanted, express the creative the demonstrative, manifest your nuance on a high level, see where it goes, see what it do. It's important to be you, like Ashley Dubois says, right? Be you, dang, to the fullest potential and be able to discern which way to go and how it all works together, and who are the people involved in your journey, because they're going to be new people. The same crowd you've been with, a lot of times you have to shed a lot of things and people in order to fully be yourself. Hopefully and, and blessfully, some will stay within the fray, understand? Because it's unnerving for others as you evolve. And especially for yourself, when you really start to discern, once you ask for it and it comes full force on you and you start looking at people like they're naked, it does something to you too. So you really have to stand up within yourself and love who you are and set the bar high. And once you reach that level, set it higher. We get one life, one love, right, of the most high. We're going to take a music moment. And this is Ascala Selassie, Warrior Empress. Cousin, she a warrior, auntie, she a warrior Yes, 
I want to thank you for joining me this evening. And God bless each and one of each and every one of you for listening and for, and for um, taking time out of your day to hear what the Most High has to say through me and through what he set forth in my heart to share. And I'm so blessed in this moment. And I thank you again. This is Kamasi Washington, the Magnificent Seven. Napa Know How. A Napa guy knows more isn't always better. Unless we're talking about full-size vans. These beasts do more than get you from A to B. They have so much space a man can live in it. With shag carpeting, waterbed, and a sweet lava lamp, these mobile abodes have all the comforts of home. With quality parts and plenty of Napa know-how, you can keep the original tiny house running longer, stronger. That's Napa know-how. Napa know-how. Hello. I got two free smartphones when I switched to Metro PCS. One for him and one for me. Uh, it's not for you. It's for people like me. And parents. I knew I should have gotten a dog. Get two free Samsung Galaxy J3 Prime smartphones when you switch two lines to Metro PCS and enjoy a 4G LTE network that's more reliable than ever before. Metro PCS. Wireless figured out. Coverage not available in some areas. Sales tax not included in phone price. Excludes numbers on the T-Mobile network or active on Metro PCS in past 90 days. See store for details, terms, and conditions.